John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know this? I know that we know it, and you can miss the power of it. He said the Word was God. So then, the Christian is dead on arrival. If the Word of God is given to you, you say, I know that, but you're finished, because that's God. Yeah, he might be sitting physically in heaven, but on earth, this Bible is God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, look at what just dropped in my spirit. And when I tell you, you know he just said it. Because I have never said it. He said, so tell all the naysayers making noise that the Bible has been tampered with. You can't tamper with God. Oh, wait, 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 watch, watch, watch now. What he's saying is even more exciting. He said, now, even if a verse has ten words in it, and you've tampered with eight, but the two left is still enough God to get the job done. beginning was the word. He said the word was with God. And the word was God. He said the same was in the beginning with God. Amen. Watch. All things were made by him. Amen. You know this? Word him. Word him. God. Yes. The Holy Spirit is showing me as I'm, 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 I'm sharing it with you. Word God. Word him. That's why many of you can hear from God because you're not reading your Bible. You're trying to hear something direct. But this is God. Amen. You start with this. You're in the pages. Talking in tongues. Lord, show me yourself. Reveal yourself to me. Speak to me. God is in your lap there. When your faith grabs a hold of it, you see that you will be so filled up because the word of God becomes precious to you. Amen. Yes. That's why I read it. And I read it. I never go to it and say, well, oh, I know that. I always go to it I don't know anything. Show me what I don't know. He, he can lay a text to, in my heart for a service. I can read it 20 times. And I read it. And I talk in tongues, and I read it. Amen. Sometimes I may do all of that, and I still don't feel like, uh, you know, the, the, the thing has reached my mind. But then, if it didn't reach then, I know it, it has reached. Why? I put in the time. That's part of my covenant. I discovered it. Once I spend time with God and invest time to prepare before him, that's all I need. 
whether he said something in the closet or he said something in the, on the drive or he said something as I'm walking down or he said something when I get up here, he will say something. <laughs> I am not stressed at all. Uh, giving his time, he always rewards those that deal with it. You, you don't read this like a novel. It's not a novel. It's God. It's God. So I learned, however he gets that word to me, I got to have it. Otherwise, I don't do anything. So I wrote here, the word of God precedes all breakthroughs, all miracles, and all major occurrences. If you don't have a word, sit down. If you don't have a word, shut up. If you don't have a word, be still. And know that I am God. <laughs> Wait on it. <laughs> you know, in my position, people are asking me questions all the time. What should I do? What, how do this handle? This and that. I don't answer until I know something. I'm not under any pressure to manufacture anything. Amen. I'm not a magician. Amen. But I want to be sure that once I tell you something, you are standing on solid ground. Amen. Like the testimony the guy shared with me, or shared with us at the men's meeting on Sunday. Those things, uh, he gave me goosebumps. He said that when he came to me for marriage counseling, I said, now look at who you're marrying. Their former husband died because of this condition. And he said, I said to him, because I don't even remember. Amen. He said, I said to him, if you don't lose weight, 14 years from today, you're going to get, go in the hospital. He thought not much of it. And then suddenly, something happens, and he ended up in the hospital. And he remembered it and checked it, and it was 14 years. Hey! That's when I tell somebody something and they start argument, I'll just please. <laughs> he said, 14 years from today, not even 14 years from this year, from that day. Amen. Hey, resurrection house. That's why our worship cannot be whatever. You just remember his works in this house, you start shouting, you start praising him. It don't matter what you're going through. It don't matter what break. Hey, just the privilege that he routed you in a place where such testimonies are heard. He said, I ended up in the hospital, and he reminded me of the word apostle gave me. And I checked 14 years to the day. That's what I was telling the young lady on Sunday. Say, now, if you do this again, it's terminal. Okay. When I give people a warning, they say I curse them. That's a warning. That's not a curse. Amen. 
A minister, that's love. That's what God does. He said, now I said before you, life and death, blessing and cursing. He said, now choose life. Would you say that God cursed you? All right. Okay. So I gave you some testimonies last week, didn't I? I don't remember which one did I tell you. I haven't showed you how the clock, you know, was saying 1010. And the Holy Spirit showed me it was John 1010. And it was such a breakthrough for me. Then I told you about the Avalon, how God gave me this vision. And this green car came and turned this way. And they applied the brake lights and the vision ended. And I knew God was trying to give me a car. Those are just things from years ago. Other things, he will speak. Now, but look at um, Iguan as an example. He didn't say, I am giving you a jet. We were riding in Mr. Epps' jet. And all of a sudden, he opened my eyes to show me what the man did. I said, you can do the same. Amen. You know this? You can do the same is my mandate. Amen. That means I can do it, and no devil can challenge me or stop me. Amen. You need a word. <laughs> so when those white boys started treating me like a, you know, a slave or like they were trying to donate the plane, I, I, I canceled the deal. I said, no, there's no slave here. I'm a son of God. Amen. And I am paid. And the last time I checked, money talks. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Haven't you heard that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I pulled my money out. The Holy Spirit was smarter than them. So I didn't, before I told them I was canceling, I pulled my money out. So they didn't have any leverage. Because had I not done that, they would have grabbed my, my deposit and found a technicality to hold it. I don't have time to go to court. God told me to take the wrong. So I pulled my money out. And then, look at the way he came, indirectly. Go to the airport and get your hanger. I asked him for a birthday gift. I said, Lord, what are you going to give me for my birthday? Is it all these phone calls? I said, I'm tired of the phone calls. I need something more tangible. (laughs) <laughs> he said, then go to the airport and get your hanger for your airplane. Remember, this, these things are steps to my faith. You remember? I went to the airport. When I arrived at the counter, they were so surprised. Because I hear you don't come to the counter. You are seen maybe driving the fuel truck. Are you a mechanic in the back? It's the white boys and the big boys that come to the counter. So as soon as I, I came to the counter, everybody stopped working and gathered. <laughs> what is he doing here? 
I'm not lost. <laughs> I said, hey, I, uh, I need a hanger. That's all. You have an airplane? Yes. Remember, I hadn't purchased. Amen. You see, I was following the people that I sowed seed into. Jerry Savelle said he kept waiting on the plane. And one day God said to him, where are you going to park this plane? I'm not giving you an airplane until you get a place. So he said he ran to the airport. And the guy said to him, listen, there are no hangers. And he said to the guy, how would you like to be responsible for all the lives that will be lost? If I don't get this airplane to reach the people. The guy said, hey, please, let me take my airplane out. You can have my hanger. He said, okay, good. Then I have a hanger. The very next day, God gave the plane. That's who I'm following. Not broke folks that don't know their right hand from their left. When I had that thing over there, let me just use over there so I won't put their name on my thing. And people were making noise and the guy was preaching against me, talking about, you know, you know, Shirley and I, you know, we don't have much, but we don't have to tell anybody what we have and all this. I said, you, you got it right. You don't have much. <laughs> he was preaching right against me. He was speaking against white folks and he said, oh, excuse me, brother. White guy was sitting right in front of him. He didn't even notice. I said, look at this man full of devils. And it was the Holy Spirit that gave me this line. And I repeated it. I said, why should I be worrying about people who are still believing God for light bill? And I'm believing God to buy a jet. Why should I care about what you're saying? We are not in the same room. My faith graduated me Amen. from believing for my light bill 40 years ago. Amen. So why should I be listening to you? <laughs> I said, no, I'm following the people God told me to sow into. And they kept talking about their plane. Because confession is power unto salvation. Amen. You shall have what you say, Amen. not what you think. Amen. He didn't tell you not to say something so you don't offend somebody. Amen. Let them be offended. Amen. Then I read in Psalm, isn't that 34? He said, my soul shall make her boast in it. He said, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Uh, so he said, when you make your boast in the Lord, it's only the prideful that will be offended. Amen. He said, the humble shall be glad. Amen. So even now that I'm teaching this and I'm saying these things, if you are getting offended, don't, they're telling you, you got some demons of pride. Amen. No, what my testimony should motivate you, for you to look in your own world and say, wait a minute. Amen. 
I'm firing all you devils of brokenness, lack, frustrations, doubt, and unbelief. I'm getting out of this now in Jesus' name. No two people can walk together. They said they'd be agreed. Amen. The Bible said rejoice with them. They rejoice. Not just to weep with them that weep. Rejoice with them that rejoice. When God sees you excited about what he did, you put your name on the list. Huh? You should be saying, hey, who knows? I might be the next in line. Get away from broke people. Jesus said, if you make sacrifices for me, I'm going to pay you back in this life a hundredfold. But he promised you persecution. He doesn't protect you from it. He said, men will persecute you. That's how you know that your breakthrough is of God. Hallelujah. Do you know what they were like? He said, now watch him. He will get that jet. And you watch you know, six months from now. He will start begging for money. Mm -hmm. yeah. You see, the church may even shut down. Mm -hmm. I have preachers that were asking behind me. Mm -hmm. Apostle Casey, one of my fathers said that uh, this guy called him and said, well, so what do you think about this jet he just bought? You think he's going to make it? Mm -hmm. I said, he didn't even have courage to call me directly. <laughs> but I have to remember, the Lord said, you're going to be blessed, but you're going to be persecuted. People are wishing you evil. I said, are you all saved or what? You are in the same kingdom. Don't you know if I fail, it's the kingdom that is impacted. You know how many people I'm blessed every day? I don't mean financially, spiritually. Yeah, that life should celebrate. <laughs> so, go and get your hunger. Now watch. I want to continue to emphasize this. I still have 20 minutes. Now watch. When I went to that airport and those people gathered, of course, the attitude was, there are no hangers. And they said, we have a waiting list. Uh -huh. I want to make sure that these stories are in you. So when you say, Lord, I, I don't know. I said, mm, you... you you got the details. <laughs> Watch. So they said, oh, there's a waiting list. I asked them, okay. I said, why is you know, the hanger thing so? He said, well, that's the way it is around here. You know. I said, okay, can somebody build one? He said, it's a whole lot of process to it. You have to go to the county to get approved. Then you have to purchase the land from this group. And then you, he said, so much to it. I said, okay. So what do you want to do? I said, I noticed that there's uh, somebody that built a new hangar on this side. Do you know if they have uh, um, availability, a space in that hangar where maybe I can work out something with them? They said, well, we are not allowed to disclose whether there is. You, know, you notice when, when you are being stonewalled, you should know the language. Yeah. We're not allowed to say whether there's availability or not. Mm -hmm. I said, okay then, can I get his number so I can call and talk to him? No, 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 
We cannot give you his number, but you can leave your number. And then we'll give to him to call you. I said, I can see that you guys are not interested in helping me. He said, don't worry about it. <clears throat> so I walked off. And I said to myself, watch. God told me to come here and get my hanger. He didn't tell me to join a waiting list. And more importantly, he didn't tell me to come here and get all upset by some knuckle-held racist or prejudiced people. Amen. That's part of the journey. Okay. Amen. I came here to get my hanger. I didn't come here to talk about who was stonewalling me or who wasn't. I said, let me walk. This is where many of you have failed time and again in following my faith. Because you would have gone there and they told you there were no hangers. Huh? And that you should get, get on the waiting list. What would you have done? No. No, you would have gone home. Or some would have put their name on the waiting list, like some of you said. And you see, you have to follow instructions as given, Amen. not as you reinterpreted it. Amen. All right? He said to show you this. Turn to 1 Corinthians 11. Okay, read together. One to go. Do you remember me in all things? Hold it. You notice? He said, brethren, I commend you that you remember me in all things. In other words, you are not your own man. See what I'm showing you? That's what's killing many of you in America. You go to church, but you're your own man. You're following nothing. So your life remains the same. You are on resurrection, but you can't give a testimony of one resurrection breakthrough. He says, you remember me in all things. Now watch, this is why I ask you to read it. And keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. Not as you have reinterpreted them. Not as you think it should be kept. Because that's the, the game the enemy plays. He can't stop you. But he always seduces you to start thinking something other than what he said. Amen. It is so precious and hard to hear. So when you hear, you hold on to it with your dear life. Beloved, you can walk in the steps of our father Abraham. You can walk in the steps of your spiritual father if he's a man of faith. Listen to this fascinating story of how God led me to the airplane that we have today. I asked God, Lord, what do you have for me on my birthday? He said, go to the airport and get a hangar for your airplane. So in itself, that's a great endorsement. So I knew that getting the airplane was in the will of God for me. And go, uh, on getting to the airport, there were no hangers. They said I should join a waiting list. There were 50 people already on it. I said, no, 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 no. God did not send me here to join a waiting list. The stonewalling of man cannot seduce me. I got out of that uh, um, 
reception area and started walking into the airport. Saw a young man fixing his car and I went to him and spoke to him. While we were talking, another young man came out. Heard the conversation about the hangers and the political nature of it all. He said, I know somebody who can help you, and, but I cannot give you the information. But go to the internet and look for this name. And one thing led to another. And God brought me face to face to connect with this uh, uh, fixed base operator at Peachtree City Airport. And when we went to inspect the hangar he had, a corporate aircraft was just sold and that vacancy came and he never reported it to the pool. And I went there and Eagle One was sitting in that hangar. <laughs> God is a master craftsman. I pray that you honor him with your faith today. You need instructions. You cannot go in the blind. Faith is not blind. I don't know what people get blind faith from. Jesus never walked in blind faith. He said, my father worked hitherto, and I walk. He was in constant communion with his heavenly father. And the Lord, his father, directed every step of his movement. So now we are coming up on our three-year anniversary of Eagle One. And God has been so merciful. This thing is so expensive and so challenging. But he has taken care of every bit of it. And we are getting the job done, raising altars across this nation. And Chuck Pierce had a vision from God where angels were all positions all over this nation. And I celebrated because I know we position most of them all across America, all across D.C. He said these angels were waiting for their orders. Hallelujah. Woo. I celebrate God's reward when it's all said and done. We are getting the job done. <laughs> I thank God for delivering me from the pursuit of personal success or personal fame or any of these things. No, I'm committed to the establishment of the kingdom of God on the earth. And I'm pursuing it singularly. Seeking nothing else. And everything will come out of it. He said, if you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. I see preachers chasing this and chasing that. I said, whatever you're chasing will run away from you. Everything is attuned to God. They will come and meet you in the very presence of God. So you worship and serve the Lord your God with all your heart. What a week of powerful ministry. Have you been blessed? Testify. Send us a testimony. Write a note. Put a seed in the ground to support this land that is blessing you. Come out and worship with us. I know people are making noise about me abbreviating service. I'm just conducting service the way I received it from God. I can't do any different. Whether I grow to be mega church or not, I'm not worried. I just need resources to operate. I need God to send me resources. It's not in the numbers. It's in the quality of what you have. Amen. I believe God for your breakthrough. And stand with us for our breakthrough. And we will meet at the apex of God's glory and blessing. God bless you. 
Thank God for the voice of resurrection. We're changing a generation. We love you. God bless you. See you next week. Bye-bye.